0: Hi, welcome to the Suitcase Club podcast where we are committed to your art. I am your host, Stefan van der Wald. At TSC, we empower professional South African performing artists who are committed to their art and want to improve their craft. As artists, we always strive for perfection and with limited access to constant training, we are hindered to grow and to enrich our industry. Join us as we have insightful conversations with successful professionals and industry leaders that will inspire you to commit to your art to connect with your community and uplift yourself and those around you, to build the habit of constant improvement and to become the best skilled artist you want to be. Dream without fear and live without limits is our guest of today's motto. She is a dancer, a singer, a triple threat and a fitness instructor that will get you to your goals. Our guest today is the one and only Talia Burt. With an avid love for theatre, Talia has risen above and has paved her way and left her mark on the theatre stage. She has been in South African and international touring productions of Cats, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Singing in the Rain, and many more. Most recently, she had her West End debut in Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat after she performed in Aladdin. Talia is a certified fitness instructor and uses her knowledge and expertise in this field to grow herself and others as healthy, strong, mobile, and fit dancers and performers. Here is my wonderful and inspirational conversation with Talia. We are super excited today to have the beautiful and wonderful Talia Bird in studio all the way from the
1: UK with us.
0: Welcome, Talia.
1: Hello, my angel. (laughs) How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Really, really good. Sat on the sofa with a cup of tea and ready to have a big fat chat with you. sounds
0: fantastic. Well, thank you so (laughs) much for being here with us. It means so much. I mean, it's been a while since we have a chat, but let's get straight into it.
1: Uh, Sure thing, Sure.
0: So, Charles, you uh, are a performer and you've, I mean, you've gone from South Africa to the UK. You've had the chance to be on the West End. Congratulations on that. Super, super amazing. <laughs> Thank you. But tell Thank me you. what came first, fitness or performing?
1: Definitely performing. Um, <laughs> I've been putting on a show ever since I grunge out that womb. Um, and yeah, that's always been the first love, but I guess fitness kind of... Um, started to find me when things started to get a little bit more serious
0: amazing and and then why why fitness though
1: i just think um i mean there's there's a whole backstory about it and and like you know why why i decided to you know take control of my health but Mm. i think as performers you don't realize how hectic this industry is on your body so i just decided to kind of learn a bit more dive a little bit deeper into the world of fitness and yeah i just really start um adding all of those bits and pieces and tools to my toolbox to kind of help my show that was always the goal just to like you know be the best version of myself
0: absolutely and did you did you go study Mm -hmm. fitness are you just doing it on oh do you have your qualifications where did you go get it? it
1: Yes. So I did my qualifications here in the UK. I've got up to level four, which is more of a uh, psychological, psychological side of things or words. It's it's clear it's, um, it's locked down and she hasn't actually spoken to anyone all day. All of a sudden, all of a sudden English is not the first (laughs) thing I can do. Um, so yeah, up to my level four in my PT, which I did, um, through a company called train fitness here in the UK. Um. I kind of started doing it, um, through trifecta when I was in South Africa and mm. then realized that it wasn't recognized in the UK which is really great so, oh, wow. <laughs> so yeah kind of had to start from square one but that's fine anyway um but yeah all up to the the level four and um did a course over the course of a year I'm just kind of you know adding bits and pieces mm. to it as I went along Amazing.
0: That's incredible. Well, as an instructor, what do you find are, well, as an instructor and as a performer, what do you find are dancers and performers biggest misconceptions towards their body and the way they use their body and maintain it?
1: I feel like when you're in a show, you kind of sit back on your laurels a little bit. So people have this idea that, oh, I'm in a show, I no no longer need to try. What we forget and what we realize a little bit too late is that when that show comes to an end, you're all of a sudden back in the big pool of, you know, artists and performers wanting a job. A majority of the time, those are, you know graduates and people that are fresh to the industry that have just finished their training. They're at the top of the game. And if you've sat back and you haven't um, been fine tuning your craft after, you know, not necessarily diving into all those bits and pieces after so long, you're no longer the top of your game Mm -hmm. and and you're going to come off second best. So I think the best thing to do as a performer is to constantly um, do the things that you're not good at because majority of the time that is what catches us off guard in an audition
0: Mm, absolutely. Um. Uh, with regards to creating or working or maintaining your body with when you're busy with a specific show, I'm going to use Chicago as example. Chicago is not not mm. uh, physically extremely. uh What's the word? Active. You're. Not, it's. It's not. It's not. It doesn't have a lot of impact. Demanding. Yes. Demanding. Yeah. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. But but how <laughs> how do you how do you decide or ensure that you keep everything else in place and ensure that. Uh, Prevent injuries in any sort of way. How do you decide what to do according to the kind of physical uh, physicality that the choreography requires?
1: Yeah, so I just always think of it as cross training. So what I what I tell my clients is that, and majority of my my clients that I work with at the moment are all performers. So they're in a specific show. If you think about it this way, you're doing the same show every single day, sometimes twice a day, you're working the same side of your body, you're you know, damaging the same kind of muscles. It doesn't matter what kind of show you are doing, if you aren't balancing it out and you aren't cross-training and looking after yourself in that sense, injuries are gonna be inevitable. I mean, you can get injured from sitting at a desk all day, you can get injured from playing a piano. Like, the, the injuries always come with whatever show it is that you're doing or whatever aspect of life you're in, whatever you're doing, um, repetitively is going to cause injury. So you can help that by cross training in a gym. If you're doing something that's not necessarily cardiovascular heavy, Mm. maybe you want to get into the gym and, do a run or do a couple of hit sessions every now and again to make sure you're keeping up that cardiovascular fitness. If you're doing a show that's cardio heavy, you want to make sure you're keeping up your strength training so Mm. you don't wear those muscles away. It's all just about balance and getting to know your body and what works for you, you know, how you can perform optimally on a regular basis. Mm,
0: I absolutely love that. Now, now, this is something that I know me and you had quite a vast discussion on our last contract that we did together. Um, But according to you, (laughs) what is the importance of a physical warm-up and whether before a show or before a workout?
1: I mean, you, it's doing a warm up is like um, waking up and not having a cup of coffee in my mind. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, you just, yeah. if more so um, physically and mentally, I think like before a show, if you aren't getting in the zone, you're not getting into your space, if you just kind of mm. arrive at work and step on stage, it's like, I mean, it, it just blows my mind. It's like trying to get a, um, a job in law and not studying for however many years you have to, or um, going to see a dentist that has never looked at a mouth in his life. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. it's just something that just, it just comes with the, with the job description. You have to, you just have to do a warm up. You have to look after your body, but you also have to respect the show and respect the craft to make sure mm-hmm. that you are stepping on stage and you are being your best every single time.
0: Absolutely. And how would you how would you go about constructing your own warm up specific to the show you're doing? I can remember we had a quite a couple of discussions about do you do the same mm. the same warm up for every show? Do you do mm. a different warm up? What would be what would be your way of of approaching that?
1: I always like to start with a scan like from the tip of my head to the tip of my toes. So mm-hmm. I warm up my entire body and then think okay in the show What am I doing during the show? Is my show on a rake? Do I need to activate my core? Am I in heels? Do I need to warm up my hamstrings? How many kicks am I doing? How many turns am I doing? Like, you know, I think it's always relative to your show and you have to have an understanding of that show and of your body to be able to warm up correctly. But I think it's just kind of starting with an awareness of yourself and of your body and making sure that you are and yes being consistent doing the same warm up every single time and knowing what works for you mm-hmm. it's always going to be individual i don't think there's a um a, a mass way that anyone can warm up you just kind of have to check in with your body on the day or at that time and make sure that you're getting the most out of that yeah 15 mm-hmm. 20 minutes whatever you usually get
0: i think it's so important what you're mentioning also that it's it, it is individual because as you know in our industry we tend to do mm-hmm. a mass warm-up in the beginning with someone leading it whether that person is is fitness mm-hmm. orientated or not or aware of injuries or not mm-hmm. we go ahead and we do this warm-up and you go yeah okay cool I'm a little sweaty I'm ready but you haven't necessarily yeah like honed in on what your body needs so it is necessary to do that warm-up as well as the group together as we know yeah. how important that is but also then to either before afterwards take some time for yourself as well
1: yeah 100% I think. Um, like coming from a position where on on Joseph, I was dance captain and you kind Mm. of have different types of people in that show. I mean, you've done Joseph before you've got um, someone that's going to play an older role. Then you've got someone that's just singing and you've got someone that's just doing acrobatics. So I think as a person that is leading, you have to have an understanding of the type of people and the type of performers in your show. You know, you're going to give someone a general warm-up because they might not have an awareness of their body. Someone that's just a singer or just an actress, all they want to do is just get their heart rate going and have their muscles feeling warm. They don't need to be, you know, checking their center or doing all yeah. of that kind of stuff. So I think it is down to giving people the option of participating in a group warm-up or saying, you know, do whatever you feel like you need to do for you today. And I'm here if you need me but only only the individual knows what they need for their body at that time
0: absolutely um you just mentioned dance captain which is something that yeah I mean I've also had the chance to be dance captain on the ships and things but uh for you what is what is what makes a good dance captain
1: what makes a good dance <laughs> captain <laughs> I mean there's so many different factors I think it's more than anything for me I respond well to people who understand people, Mm -hmm. if you can put it in that sense. I think as as any kind of leader of a group, you have to understand the types of individuals that you are working with. Mm -hmm. And the way, and like, obviously with with the dance captain role, you're gonna be giving notes on a show, you're gonna be addressing different people, you're gonna be um, taking warm ups, taking rehearsals, um, changing bits of the show, and you have to understand, people. You have to understand that some people will respond to one thing that you say. Some person needs a little bit more TLC. Some people, you know, like Absolutely. to be spoken to harshly. Some people need their ego stroked. Like, <laughs> I think there's just different ways. <laughs> there's different ways that you're going to um, have to handle people. Obviously, the professionalism and the knowledge of the show and the body and whatever is so important. But I think if you're going to keep a cast happy, you have to understand who you are working with.
0: Absolutely. And do you find that with your knowledge, with your, with your fitness career as well, has that Mm. helped you in your, in your, um, dance captaincy?
1: 100%, 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. Mm -hmm. It's just adding, as I said, another tool to your little toolbox and you can never really stop learning.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I love that. And I I find for for myself, it's, it's, it's something that I believe in with you can't just be a dance captain because you're a good dancer. You need to understand the intricacies of the, of the choreography and understand what could
1: possibly Mm -hmm.
0: cause injuries and how to help that person and way to way Mm -hmm. to help in the various, in the various situations, if I can put it like that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt.
0: Now as a, as a fitness instructor and being someone that's in the performing industry, um, I want to hone in a little bit on like the differences with males and females, with the way we look at our bodies, the way we we are mm. using our bodies within the industry. Now, for as myself as well, I am a male dancer. Um, we, we are <laughs> really, uh, so, I think so. Um, so uh, we are very co- constantly, very much aware of the masculine physique. I mean, society and social media doesn't mm-hmm. always help us, but we're very very like aware of it but as a dancer we Mm -hmm. know short short and bulky muscles and good looking muscles in that sense is not as important as long strong elongated muscles to give us those lines we want so how does one Mm -hmm. go about ensuring that you achieve a good balance between what is needed for the dancing and for the show um and and having the 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 strength and the flexibility within the muscle without losing physical aesthetic sure
1: um i think everything is going to be down to what you put into your body is what you get out. So if I look at it from a, from a personal training perspective, if a client comes to me and they say, I'm strong and I can lift up things and I can do all this crazy stuff, but I still don't feel like I'm in um, tip top shape aesthetically. So what, what people see is not necessarily how they feel. And I think that is then down to nutrition. Mm-hmm. How someone looks is is down to the food. But if you are a dancer, obviously flexibility is very important, but then there's also mobility. There's a difference between flexibility and mobility, Absolutely. right? Flexibility can be whacking your leg up, but mobility is whacking your leg and maybe holding it there. Yeah. Like that's the difference. So it's balancing out the physical strength with the flexibility, as you said. Mm. And I think you just need to learn to, to work with your body if you are i mean there's there's just so many different variables with it and it's again down to the individual different people have different body types some people um shred a lot easier than others some people have um different um muscular build up in their body some people hold fat differently and some people don't so it's, it's all about i just always say to people you need to figure out what works for you what your body type is, what your type cast is, Mm. what kind of roles are you going to be going for? And how are you going to be the best in your field? You know, Mm. you might find that someone is short and stocky, but there's maybe an acrobatic role for them. Or maybe there's a, the the role of the soldier or whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, you have to look, Look at what you look like aesthetically and then figure out, right, is the way that I look going to stop me from getting the jobs that I want? And if it is, how am I going to change it? And do I want to change it? And that's just down to the individual. Once again, you have to be in control of who you are, what you look like and what you want out of the industry because you're the person that's going to make it happen at the end of the day. Does that answer your question? I feel like I I went in a completely, completely different angle, but I think, yeah, you, you get the gist
0: of what I'm Absolutely. No, it's important what you're saying that it it is an individual thing, no matter, like, even if you look at the different Mm. body types, uh, yes, you will fit into one of those, but the way I, I might felt fit into, into one body type and I, with, with another frame, but the way our bodies would react would be so different. So we can't just expect by doing the same thing that our bodies would react in the same way.
1: Exactly, exactly. So you just have to find what works for you. Mm, and absolutely. at the end of the day, if the, if the roles that you're being cast for are the the tall, the long, the lean, the ballet boy, the whatever, mm. then if that works for you, you're going to work for the rest of your life. But if you want something different, then only you need to change it. And everyone can change their body. Absolutely everyone. Mm. But you have to be willing to put in the work.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. then, and then for the, for the ladies in society and in our industry, there's, there's, it can be very hard with regard to the physical appearance. There's a lot of pressure going yes. on ladies regarding that. Yeah. But what is your opinion and your take on this?
1: I mean, again, another topic that I can ramble on about for days and days and days Go for it. and to be harsh. Okay. So take what I say with a pinch of salt, disclaimer, mm-hmm. put that in <laughs> brackets somewhere, but it's okay. Firstly, I'm going to say it's down to type cast, okay? So, if you are someone who is bigger, if you are someone that does carry extra weight, extra fat, and if you know that you're going to be casting for the roles that are bigger, then you're fine. But if you're a bigger girl and you want to be casting for, I don't know, something like Chicago or Carousel or something that you know or 42nd street, let's say, where Mm. it's all about the legs. It's about the body. Everyone needs to look the same. You can't necessarily stand out really. So you you need to, you need to figure out what you want and how are you going to put yourself into the bracket that you want to get into? Mm. And if you can't get yourself there, how are you going to, um, rise above and make sure that you are then the best performer in your field so you can get cast in the roles that you want. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Like, at at the end of the day, the performing arts industry is one of the only industries, after modeling, I'd say, that is still judging people based on their appearance. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And someone, very harsh but very true, once said to me that you want to be on stage and people, people don't want to look at something that they don't like on stage. Mm. So if you're going to be playing a character, then you need to look like the character. If you're going to be playing the, the, the chorus dancer, then you need to look like that person. If you're in the burlesque, if you're in the, mm. the ballet world, if you're in the, the the show that's in lingerie, the sexy show, you need to look the part. So, I mean, as a girl, it's so difficult because you, you take things to heart and you kind of go, oh, I'm not this, I'm not that, I'm not this. But... Are you going to complain about it or are you going to do something about it? That's the harsh reality at the end Mm. of the day. Only you have the power to change. Only you have the power to fit in or stand out in a good way or in a bad way. Mm. And it's just down to the mental strength of the individual to be able to deliver on the physical.
0: No, I absolutely loved, it. And I think it's so important what you're mentioning. Um, I've also recently started playing around with the idea of branding and how to how to identify where I fit in. And it, it becomes so interesting yeah. because you have this idea about yourself. But let's use camera for an example. I have this idea of what my character is like and what the kind of characters that I can play. But if you look at yourself on on camera, you you might visually represent a completely different style of character. Where if you uh-huh. hone in on that then, you're more guaranteed mm. of of getting the job, if I can put it like that. Mm. So, so instead of yeah. fighting it, and yeah.
1: Yeah, I- exactly. Like if I put myself, for instance, I was doing um Uh, what was I doing? I was a swing on Cats on tour. Mm, mm. Recently now we we were in China and because I was a swing, I wasn't doing the show every day. I kind of like wasn't really looking after my body. I was covering all these characters, but none of them really needed me to be in tip top shape Mm, mm, aesthetically. So, you know, you're covered in lycra, you tuck on a bit of fur, like you're covered in makeup. It's far away. You know (laughs) what I looked like at that time wasn't specific to what I needed to look like. But Mm. then getting cast in something like joseph on the west end and you get given a costume that is like set for i don't even know half a person (laughs) and and you're and you're in a lineup of of girls that are slim that are tall that are leggy that look a certain way that are incredible dancers you either are the one that stands out for a good reason or for a bad reason so i had to say to myself right I need to lose this amount of weight. I need to put on this tan. I need to, you know, have these abs. And that's what, just what you do. It's just part of the job. You know, we at the end of the day make the decision to be in this industry and. Just gotta realise: Do I want it badly enough to be able to change what I look like? Yes or no? Mm, That's
0: simple. No, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, we we briefly yeah. mentioned nutrition earlier, and obviously nutrition is of yes. utmost importance in any athletic or fitness career. What is your philosophy around mm-hmm. nutrition? Also, keeping in mind what we need as in as performers.
1: Mm. Um. Again, down to the individual. Mm. I mm. when I work with clients and when I work with performers in particular. Performers have a very messed up schedule, especially when you're in a show so usually it's like you start work at maybe five thirty six o'clock when you're called for work. you do a show you usually finish the show around maybe ten thirty eleven o'clock at night. You get home maybe at midnight or just after, and then all of a sudden you're ravenous and you need to eat at like two o'clock in the morning. Yes. And then maybe you sleep, you sleep until 10, 11, sometimes even 12 o'clock. And then you, your whole body clock is, is different. Mm-hmm. So firstly, I always say it's down to the individual and what they are doing at that point of their lives. Mm-hmm. What are you, what are you training for? What are you rehearsing for? What show are you in? How demanding is it? What are your body goals, your aesthetic goals? And then you cater your nutrition plan around that. 100%, you can be the person that just kind of eats whatever they feel like. And then fab, they just knock it out the park. And maybe you're just hashtag blessed. I don't know. But I always find, I always find, if I'm paying particular attention to my nutrition and how I'm fueling my body, then the way that I exert my energy is in a much better space i feel like i perform better i wake up and i don't feel dehydrated or sore or groggy or i go to sleep and i sleep all through the night or um i don't get cramped you know there's there's just so many different ways that you can build your nutrition around your show and around your your work. And again, it's just finding what works for you. But I always just say, don't cut out any food group unless you feel like you have to, or you're intolerant to it. Mm. Um, And include loads of micronutrients. So things that you know are going to make you feel good and make your body perform optimally. Mm.
0: No, I absolutely love that. And then, and then, what about supplements? I mean, we all know supplements and protein shakes and all the various products mm. that you can get. Um, but do we need supplements in order to have a good health in our careers, or is, or do we do we use it as? Uh... I want to say to replace a meal or not replace a meal. What is, what is your philosophy around that? No, no, no,
1: no, no. (laughs) I, I personally, I think you can get everything that you need through food. Mm. If you're someone that's maybe vegetarian or vegan and you, you struggle to get your protein in, then maybe a protein shakes good. Or after you train, maybe you're a guy, maybe you're a girl and you haven't eaten enough that day. You finish a session. You need a quick little hit of protein. You didn't have time to cook 45 chicken breasts that day. (laughs) So, you know, you just throw back a quick protein shake or maybe you're someone that's anemic so you're lacking vitamin b12 then you're going to supplement with that kind of stuff mm-hmm. or sometimes just the foods that you're eating aren't enough so people that are in a really hardcore um athletic show like um the like cats let's mm-hmm. say um your, your body is constantly in pain. You're always sore. There's just no way around it. Yeah. So that's when, that's when it's just really nice to supplement with things like um, your zinc, your magnesium, your calcium, um, glutamine, glucosamine, like looking after your bones, your joints, your muscles and making sure that even though you're not necessarily getting all that nutrition from food. You can just whack a little pill somewhere along the line and it's going to take care of all of it. That's that's the beauty of it. I always say supplements and um, replacements or um, enhancers should enhance your daily living or your show. It should never be a substitute for something else. So I'd always say go for the veggies before you go for the vitamins. But if it's going to help you, then absolutely.
0: Brilliant. I absolutely love that. Okay, now something mm. something that that is inevitable in our careers, in our industry, and something that we all hate to do is stretching. So <laughs> it is the most tedious and annoying thing we have to do. But and, and this is not just stretching in the sense of like after a good workout, having a bit of a hammy stretch or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's also in regards to like stretching to increase your flexibility to be able to hit those perfect lines. So what is your what is mm-hmm. your process around stretching to ensure improvement and sustainability?
1: Um, I think making sure you're stretching in different ways. So a lot of the time, and and this comes with that awareness of the body and the knowledge that comes with being a PT and learning and doing your personal training courses and your fitness courses, or just doing a quick little online course that you can just learn a bit more about the body. But people think stretching is just sitting in a position and holding a position. It's not that at all. You can get your stretching in from things like yoga or, um, more dynamic stretching or um, more active stretches where you're kind of working against the stretch, you're holding a stretch. So you can use these in your workouts. The way that I program, um, you know, training programs and workouts for dancers is all revolving around mobility, flexibility, and then strength on top of that. So kind of hitting that trifecta where you don't need to be lying on the floor in a split for three hours to be able to, you know, (laughs) be be hitting those long lines. You just have to make sure that you're being conscious about it. So stretching is important. Yes. 100% after a workout, before a show, after a show to make sure that your muscles are looked after. Mm. But if it's the strength with the flexibility that you're looking for, you're better off incorporating it into your workouts and doing more of an active or Mm. a passive stretch, Mm. as opposed to just kind of sitting in it <laughs> yeah
0: absolutely now with all of this we've mentioned a couple of times with, with and as you just mentioned go do a little little course online but where do you find yeah. f- for someone that not this doesn't necessarily want to go study physical training or mm. anything like that where do we find accurate can I say accurate um knowledge regarding because there's so many things out there uh how do you go about yeah. finding what works for you and reading up where to go
1: I mean, I think it's about trial and error, and that's what it was for me when I first started my fitness journey. Like, mm. I thought fitness was about running on a treadmill and being on the elliptical for an hour and a half, and then like, "Bosh, I'm fit!" Whoa! <laughs> but that's not the case. I thought like, um, different things work for different people. It's something mm. I've mentioned throughout this yeah, chat. Like, absolutely. it's always down to the individual, and um, also what you can be compliant with. How are you going to? If you're going to start something, if you're going to start, um. plan or a book or um, a nutrition program or whatever it is that you are starting, is it going to resonate with you in a way that makes you want to continue? And is it something that is um, realistic enough that you can stick with? Mm. So it's like you see all of these crash diets, let's say, yeah. and um, you know, you're know, you depriving yourself. At the end of the day, you're going to hit that rock bottom point where you're starving. You're going to binge. You're going to rebound. If your training program is too demanding, you're going to either get injured or exhausted. You're going to stop. You're going to go mm. back to square one. Mm. If a book's shit, you're not going to read it anymore. <laughs> like, Absolutely. So I think... I think the biggest mistake people make with learning is going onto Instagram and finding their favorite influencer and all of a sudden she's doing, um, I don't know, a jump squat with a barbell over her head. All of a sudden, no, this is what I need to do. Well, no, does she have the knowledge? Probably not. (laughs) And, you know, can her knowledge back up the way that she looks? So. Mm. I think research, trial and error, and then reviews from other people. Like, don't be scared to ask for help or ask for advice. Or um, people love to help people and they love feeling needed. So, if you feel like you want to reach out to someone and be like, hey, I want to do this. What is your opinion? Or I want to start this. Can you help me? Or what's your advice? Or who should I go to? I think that's just so important. If you want to learn, learn from people that you respect and learn from people that you've heard about before or can see the way that they work and that resonates with you then i think that's probably your your best bet and your best starting point
0: yeah absolutely um and then for i've I've seen on 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 a lot of your training as well tracking yourself is extremely important um taking the before and the after photo how do you go Mm -hmm. about that how can you use that to inform yourself better about how your body reacts Mm.
1: Well, there's nothing better than seeing progress. And one of the most disheartening things is weighing yourself one week and then two weeks later, you've stuck to your diet, you're feeling good, your clothes feel better, and you've probably, I don't know, lost 0.2 kgs. (laughs) (laughs) And you're kind of going, "Um, what have I done wrong here? So I think seeing the progress is always so much better than... um, weighing yourself or doing your body fat percentage or whatever and I think it's it's a really good way to to keep you accountable and to mm. to kind of show you that your hard work is working off there's a there's that whole um, I'll I'll believe it when I see it yeah. thing and yeah. it's so true I'll believe it when I see it but at, at the same time you you have to be able to see yourself in that place to believe that you can do something does that make sense absolutely
0: absolutely and and i think it's so important and it's too what you say we're such visual people um you want to see it in order to believe it and it just motivates you in a completely Mm. different level the time is now with all this time on our hands it's time to master your craft at the suitcase club we have your back why not master your craft from the comfort of your home Take this time to learn from the best. Visit us today at thesuitcaseclub.co.za. The Suitcase Club, committed to your art. Getting into the more personal side of things. Um, Mm. Dream without fear and live without limits. Where does this quote (laughs) come from and what does it mean to you? Tell me all about it.
1: Okay, so I've actually got this, tattooed on my ribs it was one of the first tattoos i ever got um and dream without fear live without limits i i got this tattoo when i was in south korea on my first um international tour which was of Uh cats and um, for those of you that don't know me, I, I left school when I was 15 and I started performing and I was told by so many people that the dreams that I had of being a performer were stupid and I'd never make it and I'd be, um, I don't know, a sellout and, it, you know, I I, I was never going to be the person that I wanted to be. Yeah. So these, these dreams that I had... Um, started to feel me and this fear that I had of failing started to feel me. So that, that's kind of where the, the dream without fear started to come into play. And then live without limits is living to the best of your ability, living to your, 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 your biggest self every single day, mm. living without limits. If you have to actually say live without limits, what would you do Mm. if you knew that there wasn't a limit on what you could do? What, uh, Where would you go? How much would you earn? Which people would you meet? Where would your career go? What house would you live in? And it's something that is attainable for everybody. Mm. Having a limitless life doesn't necessarily need to be down to um, money. It doesn't need to be down to your career, but it can be something maybe you're going to live without limits in a sense that you're waking up every single day and you're not doubting yourself. You know, it's, mm. th- there's so many meanings to it. So for me, dream without fear, live without limits. If you dream with no fear, you'll live a limitless life because you'll reach all those goals that you've always wanted.
0: <laughs> absolutely. I'm absolutely in love with that motto. Absolutely in love with
1: it. <laughs> I'm so glad you should get it tattooed on you as well. I should, be I should.
0: We'll, we'll start a we'll start a we'll start a trend. <laughs> well, then you also take this further, and you have this beautiful thing, thing when you say you need to you need to make sure that you're making yourself indispensable, so that no job can be done without you. How do you how do you live yes. by this?
1: Well, I this is something that I've always been taught. So this is my mom being the businesswoman that she is. When I said to her, I want to go and perform. <laughs> She kind of looked at me and went, okay, (laughs) fine. Write write me a business proposal. I said, what do you mean write a business proposal? And she was like, well, tell me why the industry needs you. Why? And I sat and I thought and I thought and I thought and I thought. I said, oh my God, why do they need me? They don't. There's so many of them. She said, well, that's how you're going to be successful. You need to make sure that every single job you go on People don't ever want to do that job without you ever again. Mm-hmm. So whether it be your um, your work ethic, whether it be your performance ability, or whether it just be your energy as a person, like you want to make sure that you're the person people are going to go, look, we need Stefan for that show. Absolutely. Or, oh my God, we can't do this without Talia. Like that's, that is so important. And it's mm-hmm. so interesting because... Um, the past couple of months, obviously being in lockdown, but before this, I was um, on the audition panel for the new cast of Joseph. So I Exciting. was auditioning with, the, yeah, which is quite cool with the creative team. And it was quite nice seeing an audition from the other side of the table. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we walk into a room and we think, oh my God, I've got to deliver. I've got to be this. I've got to do that. It's all down to the person that you are first always if you walk into a room and you've got good energy you're genuine if you've done shows before and you've been a good person like this all trails through and it was really interesting myself and the choreographer had worked with one of the girls um before on a different show or corporate or whatever it was and she walked into the room and she did a kick-ass performance she was a great singer she was a great dancer and the director and the md looked at the us and said. What do you think of her? And we both said, she is a horrible person. Like Mm. (laughs) there is, like she is the most incredible performer but she's just not nice. Mm. And she wasn't a nice person to have in a room and in a working space. And that, that can be someone's downfall but it can also be someone's gain. So if you make sure that you are indispensable in everything that you do, if you know that you are needed, and you are important and you bring good energy and you offer something to a room, to a space, to a show, you'll never be without work. People will Mm. always want you around.
0: Absolutely. No, I love that. And I think it's, it's so important. It ties so so well in with what we spoke about earlier with regards to understanding where you fit in and where you can hone yourself to, to, as you say, be indispensable within that field. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Now, sure. Yeah.
0: you've also mentioned that you believe that it is of vital importance to find your X factor, exactly what we're talking about now. Um, but tell me mm. about, tell me more about this. How did you go about finding your X factor and what advice would you give to others to, to find theirs and hone in on that?
1: I think finding an X factor for me personally, it, it used to be one thing based on my environment. And as you, um, as you grow and progress as a person, as a performer, that X factor might change. Mm -hmm. I, I used to make sure that my X factor was my performance ability. I knew that, you know, vocally, I might not be the strongest. Technically, I might not be the best dancer, but I'm a performer. It's what I do. And performing used to be my X factor, being able to deliver a performance. Now that I'm like bloody... I don't even know, eight years into the <laughs> performing arts industry, which is kind of, yeah, I've, I've reached my, my cap. But now it's more about um, being the X factor with regards to energy. How can I give back? Mm. How can I, how can I teach people? How can I help people being the dance captain? What can you, what can you bring into a room? How, how can you constantly grow and constantly change Mm. and constantly learn? I think your X factor can be so many things but you need to be sure of yourself before you try and find it Mm -hmm. because if you're trying to have someone else's x factor if you're trying to be someone else then you know you're kind of digging yourself a grave that you're not you might not be able to get out of so i think the most important thing to start with is figuring out your core values who are you what do you believe in what Mm -hmm. are you good at what do you enjoy and then try and hone your x-factor around that what can you do that no one else can
0: absolutely and i think it also comes down to stay being authentic and staying staying authentic and then also how how do you add value to the production to the people that you get in touch with how do they add value to you um and, and absolutely in on that. no i love that i think it's beautiful yeah for sure now you've started your online training platform And it has been, according to me, quite a success, which I have to congratulate. It has.
1: Amazing. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Um, Thank you. How does it work and where can we find out more? How can we get people to engage with you more on your online training platform?
1: So, super duper easy. Um, it's com. You just reach out to me. Um, there's a little lead form that you fill in kind of, what are your goals? How can I help you? And what is your name? And then I get into contact with you. We set up either a call or an email or a FaceTime or whatever. We just chat about it and then set you up on my app, which is just launched, which is super exciting. Amazing. Otherwise, you can just. Yeah. Thank you. Or you can just reach out to me on Instagram, which is Talia underscore Bert. Just send me a DM or a message and we can take it from there.
0: Amazing. And tell me, how does it work? Is is it in the sense of It's not like you put down your phone and you watch a video of Talia and you work out with Talia or is it you actually work out, just tell me what to do and I go do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it's completely individual. As I said, Mm. the recurring theme has been down to the individual today. So I believe that no one plan is gonna work for somebody else. So I take a whole bunch of stuff into account when I'm putting together somebody's plan, their preferences, their um, their goals, their mm-hmm. height, their age, their weight. Um, what their line of work is, how active they are, um, the kind of things that they enjoy. And that's how I know I'm going to get the best results out of people is by Mm. putting them together a plan that is not only effective, but also enjoyable. Absolutely. And when you merge those two together with a little bit of self-love and a little bit of um, (laughs) spice and magic, then I think you've definitely got a a recipe for success. So yeah, that's what it's all about. No, I love
0: that. And again, congratulations on the app. That is so exciting
1: thank you it's been a flipping work in progress but it's finally launched it did um it did this year like three months ago i think it was so yeah it's it's on and on and up to really Amazing. good things which is really exciting yeah thank you and then tell me so
0: i mean from south africa to the London west end what is next for talia
1: Ooh, babes <laughs> i've actually got something really exciting Ooh. um lined up i can't i can't say too much about what it is just yet okay, but we'll just keep um,
0: our
1: eyes open. yeah so it's a exciting show it's kind of i'm i'm leaving in july um Ooh. so going to be starting starting a show somewhere else um in a position that I've never been in before. Let's try to be as vague as I can. (laughs) But um, it's hopefully, it's hopefully going to be a really strong step in the right direction of where I want to take my career. So Yeah very very exciting times that's so exciting. <laughs> in and amongst all of the all of the chaos in the world so Absolutely. yeah that's, that's really cool but we have to we yeah. have to just
0: keep looking forward just keep going have to it's exciting.
1: yep waking up each day just make that conscious choice to mm. to just yeah be in the moment just enjoy it
0: mm-hmm. And then so what, what is the one thing that we can do as performers to aid us towards our goals in fitness dance and health and in everybody our careers?
1: One thing, gosh, mm. there's so many things. Um, I think oh, cheapest. I'm trying to think of something that is like, <laughs> what can I give you that's gold? Um, figure. So they kind of coincide with each other. Mm. Figure out what you want, and then figure out what works for you to get there. Mm. So when I say what you want, whether it be what show or what um, physical state of health you wanna be in, and then what are you gonna do, what are you gonna enjoy, and how are you gonna get there mm. using those tools? I think like, I mean, it's it's obviously broad, but when you, when you know what you want, and you want it badly enough, you're gonna find any way that you can to get to that point. And yeah, fine, there's gonna be obstacles and ups and downs and sideways and hops and jumps and mm-hmm. skips, mm-hmm. Um, but if you want something, you're going to get it. You really are. You just have to put your mind to it.
0: Absolutely. No, I love that. And then lastly, I mean, we've gone through this so quickly, but it, we've already been busy for almost an hour, but I'm loving it so much.
1: Have we really? Oh I my know, God.
0: it's crazy. So, Time
1: flies when you're having fun.
0: Absolutely. Where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? What are your Instagram handle? Tell us all about it.
1: So Instagram is at Talia, T-H-A-L-I-A underscore Burt, B-U-R-T. That's my Instagram page. Um, that's kind of where I do a lot of my self-promoting and work and what I'm up to and whatever. There isn't much performing on there. I just kind of use it as a fitness platform. Um, and then my website, taliaburt.com. And yeah, I'm always trying to reply to dms and reply to people and yeah i mean people love to reach out they love to ask questions Mm. so i just always do my best to to give back as much as um as much as i can so yeah if you want to ask anything or you want to chat or whatever then please do i'm always open and willing
0: absolutely amazing well talia it's been such an incredible incredible pleasure having you on the show thank you so much for your time
1: Thank you. I've had the best time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and good luck with everything ahead. Like we're so excited to to see what, what's, what's plotting, but uh, and good, yeah, good luck with whatever it is. And we hope you the best with your app and with your fitness.
1: Oh, thank you, my angel. And all the best to you as well. This is an amazing platform that you've got going here and I could not be more proud. Oh,
0: thank you. You're too kind. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a lovely, lovely afternoon.
1: Okay, my babes, thank you. You too,
0: I'll
1: chat to you soon.
0: Okay, bye. Bye. What an energetic, motivating, and passionate conversation with Talia. And don't forget, it's all down to the individual. To find out more about Talia and her online training platform, please go to our website at thesuitcaseclub.co.za. Thank you for being committed to your art.